You're listening to episode 148 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today we're going to be talking about alone versus lonely and how the two are not synonymous. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because so many of us experience feelings of loneliness. And I really feel that more and more of us are ending up feeling this way on a more regular basis. And I've talked about this on on the podcast before, and, and I think that a lot of us innately can sense this, and it is sort of being shown that overall, the majority of us feel lonelier than we ever have, even though we are more connected than we've ever been. And here's the thing about loneliness. I looked into this a little bit more before this episode, and what I kind of came up with was that there is objective loneliness and then there's subjective loneliness. So objective loneliness is when we are actually physically alone, whereas subjective loneliness is more of a feeling of loneliness, even if we're not actually physically alone. So we can be surrounded by people, but we feel lonely. And loneliness is a state of mind. And we can feel incredibly lonely even if we are in a relationship, for example. We can be in a stadium full of people and we can feel lonely. And there are also really big situational factors that can play an enormous role here too, like moving to a new place or a location or starting a new job, a divorce or a breakup, like a, a death of someone close to you or the ending of a friendship. The holidays can also be a really lonely time for many people, even if they have people surrounding them. And self-esteem is part of this as well. Like a sense of loneliness can be contributed by feeling undeserving of attention from others too, or maybe wondering what others would see in us as positive qualities that they would want to spend time with us. There are so many different facets to loneliness and we can actually be very happy alone. But usually when we're lonely, we want something to shift or change. And I have a tendency to isolate myself. Um, especially in times of, of distress or anything like that. And sometimes as an introvert, it, that can actually be what I need to sort of increase my alone time. But other times I go way too far with it and it becomes a difficult cycle to break. And a couple months ago, I was standing uh, here on the beach in Bali and I just felt this enormous wave of loneliness come over me. And my first thought was basically one of fight or flight. And that sort of, you know, as as is my pattern, I wanted to choose flight (laughs) and just sort of isolate myself. Even though I was alone, when this particular moment hit me, I just felt incredibly lonely in that one moment, which was unusual because I hadn't really felt lonely at all since I had come to Bali. So instead I practiced breaking the cycle. I pulled up my phone. I reached out to a couple of local friends here in person in Bali. And within minutes I had several different plans lined up for the week ahead. And 
The sad irony in loneliness is that it makes us feel like we're alone. And yet so many of us end up feeling lonely that if we opened up about it and our feelings around it and did something about it, we wouldn't actually feel nearly so lonely. Times have changed because when you think about it, we used to all live in very close proximity to our families and loved ones. But now we're often spread out across the globe too, and we don't have that same network of support that we once did. The majority of population believes that we are becoming lonelier and more isolated, and loneliness comes with significant health effects. I really want to highlight this here because I did some research before jumping on, and low social connection carries similar health risks to smoking 15 cigarettes per day. It can lead to depression. It can make it more difficult to interact with others, which is, of course, more sad irony because it makes lonely people more sensitive to social situations and the perceived stakes when having those kinds of interactions too. There, it can be contributing to increased risk of heart disease. It can lead to unhealthy habits when it comes to how we eat, move, work out. It's, it leads to increased stress as well, poor memory and decision-making. And it can actually even lead to the progression of conditions like Alzheimer's as well. The mortality rates here are significant. You can actually reference episode 130 with Tom McClelland, where we touch on this a little bit and men's mental health and how the social aspects can have a significant impact because women tend to have stronger social connections, social networks than men do. And part of that can lead to men feeling even lonelier than women. The other thing is too, is that I think that there's a misconception that if you're in a relationship, that you're not as likely to feel lonely. And sometimes there can always be this stigma of, you know, if, if you're single, you're more likely to be lonely than if you're in a relationship. And that's just not true because even though I didn't, I, I did recognize it at the time, but I didn't realize the extent when I was in a long-term relationship, um, a nine year relationship, you can reference episode 117 for the whole story on that. And the, uh, rather dramatic ending of said relationship, <laughs> um, I, I ended up feeling incredibly lonely, especially in those last couple of years. And of course we, we kind of understand better why I felt that way because my partner was seeking emotional support, not only from me, but from the other woman as well. So it, it does change that dynamic. Like looking back in hindsight is 2020, but I just want to highlight that it can be very normal to experience being lonely, even in a relationship. And that's not a good feeling to have. And if, if you do feel lonely in a relationship, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with your relationship because a lot of us end up feeling that way. And it, one has nothing to do necessarily with our partner, but that is something to be examined that maybe we need to consider the interactions that we're having with our partner and, and do things to change that, to work towards shifting that dynamic. The thing is about loneliness is that sometimes we need to sit in it and experience it rather than reaching for something random to take away that, that feeling, uh, that even that pain potentially that's associated with it. Because this is when people will often reach for vices like food or exercise or their phones, all kinds of things that could even be considered good for us under certain circumstances. But when we're using it to numb 
to numb that feeling of loneliness and to, to take it away, even just for a split second, it can end up being really unhealthy if that's something that we're doing on a really regular basis. Loneliness can also strike totally unexpectedly as well. It can come in waves when we aren't even expecting to feel lonely, when we can be incredibly happy, but somehow still feel lonely. I've been asked before if I'm lonely when traveling alone. And my answer is no. Um, other than, you know, a, a couple specific moments in time, overall, I'm, I'm absolutely not lonely when I'm traveling alone, even when I haven't made all kinds of friends like I have here in Bali. The thing is, is that the first seven months of this year, when I was recovering from the, the ending of the, of my relationship and, and going through all kinds of heartbreak and everything else, I spent more time alone than I probably ever have in my life. And that's saying something because I require a lot of alone time and I'm also an only child. So I grew up kind of learning to entertain myself and to not feel lonely, even when only in my own company. But for the first half of this year, I not only wanted to be alone, I really appreciated the solitude and it was my biggest preference most of the time. But there were still definitely times that loneliness would hit me in the face, partly because I was going to such great lengths to be on my own and I was hiding the truth of what was happening in my life from many people because it was just too exhausting to begin to explain everything or to manage their own reactions to what had gone on as well. But that only fed that feeling of disconnection and isolation and feeling misunderstood too. I've made so many new friends here in Bali and everyone is so social here that I've spent more time with people in the last couple of months combined than I probably have in years. And I've enjoyed that immensely too, even though I still have to set boundaries to protect my energy, and my work time, but it's refreshing. And I've also laughed harder and more often than I have in a really long time too. And it's just this beautiful reminder that life is allowed to be light. It's allowed to be easy. As my coach, uh, Emma Tate says, you can listen to Emma uh, on her episode 133 on the podcast as well. I'll reference all of these in the show notes, but I have some things that I want to talk about when it comes to how you can combat loneliness. And number one is to limit social media time. Social media can often lead to comparisons. Uh, kind of gives us a 1% view of others, of others' lives that can make us feel somehow inadequate and can really give us the impression that others are far more connected to other people than we are. And that's only going to make us feel even more lonely. So sometimes we're going to have to really put on the brakes when it comes to how we're using social media. Number two is to put the phone down in general, because unless it's to pick it up to actually call a loved one or set up a real life date with a friend, limiting phone time is going to reteach you to connect in person. And this is particularly important if you're actually hanging out with someone in real time, pay attention and put the phone down because you can live without it. I promise you can live without it. <laughs> and if you really want to take photos or something like that to post later, fine, but don't even open something like the Instagram app to do so. Just use the camera quickly and then put it away. And even then, do you really need that photo of your dinner? Like, or whatever it is, like, can't, can't we all just experience the moment without feeling the need to validate it on the internet? There are several episodes I'll reference uh, here kind of about uh, everything from digital detoxing to how social media can affect us. And I just think that it's a really important reminder that we have to give ourselves on a regular basis too. Number three is quality over quantity. 
listen, 100,000 Instagram followers won't keep you warm at night. (laughs) The older I get, uh, speaking with my whole 32 years of wisdom here, the more I recognize how powerful it is to have a smaller but much more intimate group of close friends that I have a really strong connection or bond with. It is not about the number of followers or friends or anything like that at all. It's about how strong your relationships are and how comfortable you feel within them. Those are what are going to keep you protected from those feelings of loneliness sometimes. And loneliness is a normal human emotion. But when you're feeling lonely on a regular basis, then you need to really look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Number four is to step outside of yourself. So I talked about this a little bit in episode 135 about um, getting out of your own head and how generosity can make you happier. And it's so true. These acts of generosity, these acts of giving will make you happier because they take the spotlight off of yourself and they force you into someone else's shoes. And it offers you a perspective that you wouldn't otherwise have and takes away from focusing on your own problems in that particular moment. I'm not saying that, that your problems don't exist. We all have problems that all exist, but sometimes we have to get out of our own heads a little bit in order to get that perspective that will help us out of that particular mindset as well. Number five is to pay attention to how you feel. So don't simply write off feelings of loneliness. Yes, being lonely, like I said, is a completely normal human emotion for all of us sometimes. But if you feel that you're stuck in a perpetual state of loneliness most of the time, that's something that we need to address. If you feel lonely when you're in the presence of those closest to you, ask yourself why. Are you putting up barriers? Are you letting people in or are you preventing them from ever getting anywhere close to to you or your heart? Are are, Are the people you're surrounding yourself with the right kind of people for you too? Do they fill you up and give you energy or is it the complete opposite? And what about what you do for others as well? So these are all questions that we need to ask ourselves if we're feeling lonely all the time. That kind of leads me into number six, which is to learn to like yourself more too. Because if you genuinely like yourself, you'll be perfectly comfortable with your own solitary company sometimes. So some things that you can do to work on that, I mean, first of all, you can write down, start writing down every day, three things that you like about yourself and not necessarily physical features, by the way, but like skills that you have, personality traits that you possess how you show up for other people, things that are unique to you. What does that look like? And the other part of that too is to take care of yourself. Like how would you want to be treated by someone else? And how would you want someone else to treat themselves? Can you do that for you, for yourself? We need to really examine these questions, especially if we really feel that loneliness is just infiltrating us like this all the time. Number seven is if you feel uncomfortable when you're alone, ask yourself, why do you need to be surrounded by people 24 seven? So if, if you are someone who really feels this way, that you feel this constant need to, to be surrounded by people, my question that usually comes to mind with that is what are you running from or what are you hiding from? What are you afraid will happen when you spend time in solitude? What is it that is going to come up that you're trying to push down? And you might need to journal about that. You might need to really, really sit in that question and let it marinate 
before you can come up with an answer. But if you feel a constant need to be surrounded by people all the time, even extroverts need some alone time. So if you're feeling this constant need to be surrounded by people all the time and and you are actively avoiding ever being alone, that's something that you might need to examine and to start really asking yourself some bigger questions on that. And number eight, reach out. If you're feeling really lonely, you know, like that time on, on the beach, it, I pulled up my phone and I, I forced myself to connect to others a little bit. Reach out to people, to people in your life, to a mental health professional, to a new friend you might be able to bond with or get to know better. Reach out to someone as opposed to fully isolating. And yes, of course we need that alone time. This is, I'm going back and forth here because it is a balance. Yes, we all need some degree of alone time to recharge your own battery, all of those things, especially as an introvert. It, it looks different for an extrovert, but everyone still needs some some form of alone time or at least the capability of being comfortable being alone. But like I've been highlighting here, alone and lonely are two different things. So I'm really encouraging you to reach out to someone in your life or to find someone that you can bring into your life, like a mental health professional or a new friend or whomever, to break that cycle in your own life a little bit. So just a quick recap, some of the things that you can do about loneliness. Number one, limit social media time. Number two, put the phone down in general, (laughs) not just for social media, but in general. Number three is quality over quantity. So really focusing on quality relationships as opposed to the number of friends or followers or whatever. Number four is to step outside of yourself and some acts of generosity for others. Number five, paying attention to how you feel. Number six, learning to like yourself more. Again, easier said than done, I know, but there are some steps here that you can start to use to work towards that. Number seven, asking yourself why you feel the need to be surrounded by people all the time, if that is a need that you feel. Other times, people might be more like me and have a tendency to isolate anyway, in which case the question would be, why do you feel the need to isolate all the time, too? And number eight is to reach out to people in your life. Listen, this is going to look different for everyone, but feeling lonely can be a very normal feeling. I just really want to mention that. I don't want you to think that there's anything wrong with you or anything like that if you feel lonely because we all feel lonely. Every single human being feels lonely sometimes, but there's different reasons and there are different situations that can create it. And like I said too, there I highlighted some things where it can be very situational that yes, you know, it would be expected for you to feel lonely in certain situations, but being alone and feeling lonely are two different things. And we need to make sure that we're not confusing one for the other. And if we are feeling lonely, are we feeling lonely on a very regular basis? And what are some of the things that we can do about it? What are some of the negative impacts that it can have if we don't do anything about it? These are all questions that we need to kind of sit with and to really explore in our own lives as well. So let me know how this feels for you. I'd love to hear from you. I'm over at Instagram at Emily Goff Coach. You can always email any questions in as well at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. And I'll be back on Thursday along with Saturday. Talk to you guys soon.
Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you.